guess we'll just go around and introduce. Cool. Uh, I'm Percy. I use he, they, and Z pronouns. I am playing Hank Boswell, who uses he, him pronouns. Hi, I'm Ella. Um, my pronouns are they, them, theirs. I'm playing Cody Thompson Lee Garcia Smith, whose pronouns are he, him. Hi, my name is Esther. I use she, her pronouns. Uh, my character is George, who also uses she, her pronouns. Hi, my name's Emma. I'll be playing Fred. Uh, both Fred and I use she, her pronouns. Uh, and I'm CJ. I am jamming, and my pronouns are he, him. So we will get started this session of Kids on Bikes, and I guess all of the sessions of Kids on Bikes that we'll be playing, take place in Bromwell, Pennsylvania. And all of our characters, um, Hank, Cody, Fred, and George, attend Bromwell Middle School, which is the public middle school in the town. And every student that attends Bromwell Middle School is actually on a field trip today. A field trip sponsored by the silicon chip manufacturing company that nearly every parent <laughs> in the town works at, um, Bromcom. Um, the Bromcom manufacturing facility is the newest and also most ominous looking building in the town. It is made definitely of some kind of fake stone, but looks like solid obsidian. Um, it's this tall uh, six floor rectangular building that says Bromcom on the front engraved. And for most of the morning, the four of you and every single one of your classmates have been being shuttled around the Bromcom facility, learning all about silicon chip manufacturing and everything that goes into it. You've not been divided up by by class or anything. Um, you're all sort of mixed together in groups, rotating through these presentations. And right now, the four of you are on a tour of the assembly line um, with an excitable, definitely he has a title, but you're probably all thinking of him as a silicon chip scientist named Benny. And Benny is going into the design of, of silicon chips. Like the way a chip works is the result of how the transistors and the gates are designed and the ultimate use of the chip. The design specifications include so many things, the chip size, the number of transistors. And he looks at you, George, and is like, do you have a question? It looked like you have a question. Um, no. Why do I care about this? Benny looks absolutely crushed and then like quickly hides it because you're 13 years old and he like gently clears his throat and, and looks back at the rest of you and is like, um, and anyway, uh, well, um, many production I, factors are used to, I have a question. Benny looks so relieved and he looks at you, Cody and clasps his hands together and is like, what is your question? When do we get our microchips to take home? Oh, um, I, I actually don't know if if there are are microchips that you get to to take home. Do you do you have something to put the microchips into? My backpack. Um, that is one place that you could store 
a microchip. But did you know that silicon can be heavily affected by temperatures? And you probably take your backpack all sorts of, of places, like the asphalt on, on the playground, and you can tell he has not been in school for a long time. <laughs> um, as soon as Cody finds out that he doesn't get a microchip, he loses interest. <laughs> I think Fred is starting to pull out various um, Ziploc or whatever the early thousands, late nineties equivalent of Ziploc. There was Ziploc bags back then, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, out and just that that various things that probably don't always need to be waterproof are in, but that absolutely are in. Just Ziploc bags in the backpack. Um, and and Benny looks at you and is like, "What? What? What are these? What are What are you doing?" You said. For, for, for the microchips. You said they needed to store them in something. I didn't know if people wanted... Are, are we oh, not getting the microchips? Or? No, n- no. We're, we're not. Oh, and, okay. And okay. He, <laughs> he looks at you, Hank, and is like, you you were saying something? Um, Hank is going to open his mouth as though he's going to ask a question and then fart very loudly. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um, you can tell you are... Emotionally and spiritually <laughs> demolishing this this silicon chip scientist, um, and he sort of exhales um, and says, "Does does anyone else have any other any other questions, or or should we just go look at at the manufacturing equipment?" Uh, Cody raises his hand again. He looks at you in in slight fear. How much do you get paid? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that that is the kind of thing you don't ask someone. But I did. Yes. How much does your boss get paid? Um, that is a, a great question that I do not know the answer to. Can your boss give us microchips? Does anyone have I any hand, questions? I'm starting to hand. I'm starting to hand <laughs> Cody. I, I sneak Cody a plastic bag so he'll have something to put the microchip in if he gets uh, one. When Cody, he gets one, Cody um, refuses the plastic bag and pulls out the the beeswax wrap that his I parents I, um, sent I him. Put in his bag and is like, "Oh, I no, thank you." She'll oh she yeah no Fred will see that you have one and she'll immediately be like oh like you got okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Fred, one of your one of your other classmates, Shiloh, who you're in the Bromwell Scouts with, leans over and is like, "Can I have a plastic bag?" Mm-hmm. This is Shiloh, who's in charge of the uh, yes, sort of the head, right? Yes. Well, I think he said that we're not going to get microchips, so so I'm I'm going to save these for something more important, and I put them away. <laughs> and and. Shiloh looks at, at you and is like, oh. I don't look at Shiloh. Okay. <laughs> and they look down. <laughs> and and Benny is like, anyway, we'll go we'll go look at the manufacturing equipment and um not have any more question time. Uh, and he's going to turn and like he doesn't even like herd you. He just like starts walking and like hopes that your teachers will follow and like do that for him, which which they are. Um, the two teacher chaperones that are accompanying you are 
Ms. Christofferson, who has lived in this town for 40 years and knows nearly everyone in it and still has like so much boundless energy for how much economic strife there has been. Um, and your your other chaperone is the eighth grade history teacher who is who is new this year, um, Mr. Marshall, um, who is an absolutely riveting history lecturer, um, kind of like listening to Morgan Freeman if Morgan Freeman was really passionate about judicial activism and also hated the U.S. government. <laughs> Most of your parents do not like him. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and the the two of them are kind of like, okay, everybody, everybody follow Benny, let's go. Like b- really hanging back and making sure that none of you stay back in this in this rather boring corporate hallway. And as you go into the next room, you find yourself in one of those sort of like a, a aquarium, if aquariums contained silicon chips um, or, or silicon chip manufacturing equipment, rather, because it is this tunnel on all sides is surrounded by glass and you can look up and to the sides and see these presses where these silicon chips are are moving along a conveyor belt and having an additional layer added with every single one. Um, and you you see Benny like look back at you as you sort of file in. Hank raises are, his hand. Are you going are you going to make a fart noise or do you have a question? Uh, if I lay down on that conveyor belt, would I die? <laughs> um, Benny, like, looks at your teachers for help. Um, and... How old does Benny look, by the way? Benny is, like, 32. Like, Yeah, that's about what I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does not have children of his own. And he loves silicon Absolutely chips. Absolutely not. He loves that. If I know two things about Benny, it's that he doesn't have kids, and he loves silicon chips. And he like looks as he's looking nervously at your teachers. Mrs. Christopherson is like, "Well, Hank, I don't think you." And like, Mr. Marshall kind of leans to the side and looks right at you and nods. Um, Cody pipes up, "Yeah, because you would get sealed because." Cause, cause of that coating, cause they're putting that coating on the chip. You get sealed in with your own farts, and that's how you die. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and then they put me inside a computer, and it would be a farty computer. <laughs> It'd be a fart robot. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that is not exactly how silicon chips <laughs> or or computers work, but that that's fine. What's the difference between a computer and a robot? Um, I do farts conduct electricity. H- how much do you, so? A lot of a lot of what do your parents let you watch TV? Yes, no, <laughs> do you know what? Oh, oh boy, and you can tell you're like sort of short circuiting Benny's brain as he's trying to be like, which which question do I do I answer first? And um, Ms. Christofferson is like, was there was there more you wanted to say about? about silicon chips um, before we we start taking questions from from the class. Um, 
And as as Benny sort of realigns on, yes, yes, these are silicon chips. Um, you can see back behind you, um, and George, you might be the only one who catches this standing in the back. There is a sort of flash of green light under under the door behind you. Um, what was that? George, don't interrupt, Ms. Christofferson says. <laughs> okay, well, I was bored by this whole thing, but there's like Shh. something happening here. George, you are being... You are being so disrespectful. I'm sorry. There's just like Benny the right one now. interesting thing happening right now. I just like maybe other people would be interested in that. I'm interested. There was like a light over there. I don't know. Is it the fart um, robot? Computer nerd, can you like explain what that light was? Um, what what light? There was like a light by the door. Ugh. She walks over and like goes towards the door and checks it. Um, what what do you do with it with this door? Um, I I try to pull on it to see if it opens. Um, it does. <laughs> and I I see nothing. I see just like a innocuous looking hallway. It looks just like the hallway you walked out of. Okay, but I swear I saw something. Um, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Incredible, Emma. Um, and Ms. Christofferson sighs and says, can we, can we let Benny get back to his presentation now? Yes. Um, and as she closes the door, you see that flash of green light again. Uh, and this time all four of you see it. Whoa. I, was it, it was green. Yeah. Did you see that, Hank? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, George is a little disappointed that all the like dorks are seeing it, but uh, she's a little relieved that that other people are backing her up. I realize, and Ms. Christofferson is very done with all of you now, that, that when we're in class, sometimes it's fun to play pranks. But right now... We are guests of a really wonderful company um, that does so much for this town. And all of you are not being very gracious guests. Uh, Cody raises his hand. Yes, Kodiak. Technically, um, isn't this company like a guest of our town? And like, we're all from here. And so like, we're like... They're kind of our guests. But they, and you can, you can see she like wants to hold the line so bad (laughs) and is trying to figure out how. Um, Hank is going to throw himself to the ground holding his leg and he's going to start crying and just like rolling around (laughs) to try and create a distraction. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> um Cody thinks this is 100% real and and like goes to you to see what's wrong. <laughs> um Hank will make eye contact with you and like look at the door. Okay, great. 
Um, yeah, Fred pulls Queenie. out a full mini first aid kit <laughs> and goes over also to <laughs> to, to Hank. Um, Cody, before Cody opens the door, is there like a gap underneath it large enough to look before opening it? It's a very, very narrow gap. It's a, like maybe a centimeter, so not really enough to get a, a good a good look at what's underneath. Okay, Cody's gonna open the door again. Um, and so Fred, you're over by you're over by Hank with your first aid kit, as is um, Mrs. Christofferson and and some like most of the class who is now like, oh, mm-hmm. show this is great. I'm going through the basic procedures of like making sure like we're getting elevate like like any symptoms or any. It's awful. Uh, George, are, are you going to to? See George, Hank's performance, or no? George is very amused by Hank's performance, but she is like leaning against the wall by the door, just like chilling, metaphorically smoking a clove cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> and Cody, when when you open this door, there is a fraction of of a second where it looks like that same hallway you walked out of, and then you and George are pulled suddenly into this hallway by a force that is not yourself. Um, (laughs) And the door pulls shut behind you. Um, And you see that flash of green light again. um, And something that looks sort of gelatinous visually, but texturally kind of a cloud um is rotating in front of the two of you against this door and you don't know where it where it came from but it's certainly here now um and some of whatever it, it, it is appears to kind of drip off um and you see where where this droplet hit the floor it starts to corrode a little bit um Oh, and it gross. is slowly inching closer to the two of you. Oh, do you think a microchip got in Hank's fart? <laughs> oh my God, don't be such a baby. This is obviously something that's like, you know, in the silicon chip processing waste toxic sludge thing, obviously. Okay, well, how do we get out? Um, well, uh, George tries to open the door back to the the room that everybody else was in. Uh, the knob, the knob turns, but you can't pull the door open. (sighs) Okay. Um, is there a way around this gelatinous cloud? Um, you could kind of limbo under it, but as you're looking at it, it's expanding. So you'll want to act soon in one direction oh, or the God. other. Um, okay, Cody Cody is thinking like, okay, microchips, computers, computers don't like water. Um, so he pulls out his um, reusable water bottle and and starts just kind of like, like the power of Christ compels you, like <laughs> trying to get the thing wet to see what happens. Um, that's going to be our first <laughs> roll. <laughs> Can you roll fight against this gelatinous floating cloud? I sure 
can. Oh, man. Oh, it's a three. Incredible. So have have you guys had a chance to look at the difficulty ratings and consequences? Yeah. Um, so first off, you get an adversity token. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, and I get two because I'm easygoing? Yes, you do. <gasps> yeah. Failing forward. As you start to sort of like flick this water on the gelatinous cube, it makes like the sound that um, when you throw water on a, a hot pan makes, and then it it sucks your entire water bottle into its into its being. No. Um, okay. Oh, Fran's gonna kill me. That's the <laughs> fifth one this month. Um, and it, it sort of ripples and then grows even, even bigger. No! <laughs> you idiot, look what you did. Well, at least I did something. <sighs> okay. All right. You know what? As the grown up here, I'm going to make an executive decision. I am going to try to roll under this thing. And then she just, like, talks and rolls. <laughs> um, we're going to call that one Can we call slight. it grit? Um, is that not? Let's see. That, that stat is how hard it is to break a character emotionally or physically. Do you feel uh, emotionally okay. devastated by this gelatinous cloud yet? I feel very terrified, but I am powering through for appearances' sake. Um, we're, we're going to call that flight, I think, because okay. you're trying to evade, evade oh, the no, cube. Oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but you do have time to plan. So okay. you could, you could choose to take half of your die, um, rather than rolling. And um, then Cody also has two adversity tokens that he could choose to spend to help you. Okay. Well, I, that is a D4 for me. So I am going to try to get every point I can. And it's a four. Yay. So that means, that means the die explodes and you get to roll again. Oh, another D4. Yes. And you add it to your four. Okay. And that's a one. So a total five. This cloud, although it is moving towards you and like expanding is not moving quickly. So you are able just narrowly to go sliding under this cube, this, this cloud that before it touches to the ground and sort of like shifts shape into something more rectangular. Um, and as you are laying on the other side of, of this tile floor and Cody is like, looking back at you sort of like over through this cloud that is now fomenting into a cube. The cube starts to expand upward um, as though it is is going to fully block the two of you off from each other. Oh my gosh. Which of us is on the side closest to the door? 
That is you, Cody. Me. And there um, are no other doors or, or there openings is, in here? There is a door on the other side. Um, and Okay, so George sees the door on the other side. Yes. Okay, so George calls out, there's another door over here. Uh, well, how fast? So the, the, the cube is moving? It has planted itself on the floor. Oh, it's on the floor. And it, 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 is, it is large. It would be hard to jump over, and it is slowly expanding upwards. And that, is it touching the walls on either side of it already? Or is there still room on either side of There's it? There's still room on either side as well. Do I have time to check the other door? Yes, you do. Okay, so George open, tries to open the other door. You do that. This door is not sealed. And you find yourself looking at a face you have not seen in three months. It is Micah, who is a girl that you used to bully. And in fact, bullied so much that there is a rumor about you going around. No! Is Micah alive? Micah is alive. Um, and she is looking at you blankly and and with suspicion and then like draws back away from you. Um, and it is at this point I am going to distribute your traits to each of you. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I'm so scared. Micah does have powers. Micah is our powered character, um, oh, who is yeah. communally yeah. controlled by the group. Um, we are not playing at a physical table, so um, what we are going to do to activate the aspects of the powered character is just type it into the chat. Um, and the person who is in control of that aspect can make a decision if that if that makes sense to activate there. So, um, and I will read these as I put them in the chat. Ella, your Micah traits for now are scared of Bromcom and doesn't speak, but a good listener. Esther, your traits are scared of loud noises and quick. So a D20 flight roll. Percy, your traits are scared of George and <laughs> loves animals. And Emma, your traits are drawn to the Old Town Hall and Cole Museum and has a Polaroid camera and loves photography. So at, at any point, and this is, this is a character that's shared between all five of us, and if you feel at, at any point one of the aspects that you have would be relevant, you can activate it. Or if you think another one of the, the aspects would be relevant, go ahead and do that as well. George, Micah sees you and is, and is backing away. Um, uh, oh my gosh, Micah, what are you doing here? Um, she, she shakes her head at you. Um, and points behind you um at the expanding at the expanding cube um and makes makes a thumbs down sign at you um and then um um turns turns to bolt away from you where are you going uh cody um cody's gonna 
does Cody see an open door on on the other side of the room? Yeah, you can, Cody, you can still see around and over the cube. The cube is moving at um, the pace of a a forklift with with two flat tires. Great. Um, I'm going to go ahead and try to um, run around the side of it, whichever side has a bigger gap um, to get to that open door. Uh, Go ahead and roll flight for that. Jeezy crazy. Okay. Hey, uh, nine plus one is... Oh, wait. No, I rolled the wrong die. I am so sorry. You're totally good. (laughs) Oh, I wish it were nine plus one. (laughs) Hey, six plus one, so seven. Nice. This this cube is is moving slow. Slow as hell. Um... And you you manage to sidle around it um, just narrowly as it then kind of like snaps to the walls. Uh, um, great. I'm just gonna start running down um, through through the open door into wh- wherever that goes. Wait, uh, George is following Cody <laughs> because she does not want to be left alone with that cube. Um, Cody, you see a flash of black hair up ahead of you um who is also running um so it's george is behind you um someone is up ahead that you haven't seen yet um or haven't gotten a good look at yet um and you are running back through the tour that benny was giving you how well do you think you paid attention during this tour um I think Cody was paying okay attention, but was mostly looking for, like, rubber bands and, like, free pens to steal. Um, (laughs) So I think that, like, I think that he'll remember some landmarks. Cool. Uh, And what what about you, George? George was mostly paying attention to the other people in her class. Like, not at all to the tour, not interested in really the plan, but, like, can sort of track where she was based on like, oh yeah, that's where like Hank farted and it was really funny. <laughs> that's where Hank farted the first time and that's where <laughs> and Hank the third farted time. the second time. <laughs> Incredible. Um, let's go back to Hank and Fred for, for a second um, while you guys are running through this uh, silicon manufacturing facility that you tenuously remember. Dun, dun, dun. Hank, um, how long are you, do you kind of milk this performance? Um, as lo- as lo- he will he will go just past the point of people very clearly not believing him. <laughs> <laughs> he will he will yeah he he will move just past the point of like goodwill. <laughs> um. Frank is going through all of the the checks for symptoms for first aid, and he's not responding to Eddie. It's like not matching up. Like, oh, do you have it? And no, you're you're okay. And then I, I assume that like probably one of the teachers like tries to get in the way, and, like an actual adult yeah. step and actually take care of this. Yeah, Mrs. Christofferson has has knelt down like next to you and is trying to like gently shoulder you out of the way, Fred, and is like, Hank, what what is the issue? Oh, oh, okay. Well, here's here's the, and she sort of like just pushes the like the first aid kit in front of Mrs. Grimace Christofferson as she lets her push her out of the way. <laughs> well, my leg hurts and I can't see out of my left eye and um, <laughs> my hand isn't working and there's a my stomach hurts and um, I think I'm dying. <laughs> 
I, I, I'm not, I don't think you're dying. I think you're going to to be okay. Uh, did did this all happen suddenly? I mean, if you think about it, we're all kind of dying, but that's some are just faster Fred. than others. But I don't I don't think he. Oh. Hank starts wailing. <laughs> <laughs> His pupils responded to light, so I don't, I don't, I don't know what it could be. Yeah, I, I, I did the little. He kicked with a little reflex thing, and he didn't scream. So it all happened. Maybe so there's fast. internal bleeding. The light. I see the light. <laughs> I think that's just the light. I think that's just the fluorescence. <laughs> right. I mean, like I'm imagining almost like a spotlight in Hank's dramatic scene. <laughs> Um, and, and Ms. Christopherson is like, Hank, Hank, you were, you were not dying. You, that you're, you're not. Are you it, sure? It is, it is okay. And, and the volume could, could be a little lower. <laughs> and he'll just kind of get up and like limp away dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> he's is he limp is he limping with the other leg <laughs> yes he's limping with the wrong leg um, yeah. and he'll turn dramatically back to fred and be like thanks for saving my life <laughs> okay i mean i don't know you might want to get that checked out by a doctor if you're still experiencing symptoms because i don't i don't know what's wrong with you but um was it was it the uh Oh, okay. She'll just sort of like stop and just like gather up the scattered fur. There's like bandages out and like an ice pack that she already broke open. So now like she can't use it again. She's just like, is there is there a trash can or uh, around here? Like to to Benny or just I'll I can. Benny's I'll like just, we try I'll to just, discourage people in. from throwing food out in, in the silicon chip manufacturing hallway. Actually, so it's, you'll need to take you'll need to throw it out in the lobby. It's not. It's it's it's. See, you just you squeeze it and it pops. And water. It's, 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 water have... also very bad for silicon <laughs> chips. Very bad. Oh, okay, I'll just I'll just I'll just just keep hold on it to that. Then. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. She just puts it. I I unintentionally wore overalls today, but when Fred is absolutely an overall, and just puts it in like the front pocket, and it's just like still pretty cold. <laughs> Uh, let's go back to Cody and George. Um, and I'm going to have you both roll. Um, I think this is flight. Um, let's have you both roll flight because you are in an accidental sort of chase here. Great. I got an eight. I rolled a two. Um, incredible. Cody, you easily catch up to George. Um, and sort of, if you keep up at that pace, are going, are going to, to pass her. Cool. To, to pass George or to pass Micah? To pass George. Um, and you were oh. clearly on pace to keep up, to catch up to Micah. So it's up to you if you want to leave George back here, kind of in the dust and catch up to, to Micah or stay with, stay with George. Um, okay, so I catch up to George and I'm like, hey, I don't have any water to offer you, but if you need a nut-free granola bar to keep your strength up, um, I have one in my backpack. Um, did you hurt that girl? 
She seemed really scared of you. Uh, no. I don't know what her problem is. She just started running. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and go then, unless you have anything else to tell me. Um, Georgia's pretty out of shape, so she's, like, kind of puffing and puffing, but she doesn't want to show it, so she's like, fine! Just go! Like, I don't want, I don't want you here anyway, just go. Um, Cody hears that, and, like, has, like... You know in That's So Raven when, like, the world spins out and, like, goes into a vision, Cody, like, remembers a, like, conversation in the living room among, like, four of his caregivers that were, like, sometimes you tell me to do things that create distance between us when I can tell you're actually desiring closeness. Um, And it's hurtful. And with this memory... Cody <laughs> um, decides not to pass George. <laughs> it's just like, okay, well, I guess I'll just, I mean, is, uh, I guess I'll just, we can just keep running together. That's okay. Fine. Whatever. I, I don't even know if like, do we want to catch up with her? Like George is kind of like slowing her pace. Cause she's like, like, do we, I, I don't, it kind of looked, it kind of looked like it was, um, uh, um, that girl, Micah, fr- from school. Do you remember her? No. Is the thing... Can we see if, like, the cube is still chasing us? Or has, has it just chilled out? Um, you don't see the cube behind you at all. Like, you have been, you have been running long enough, um, and you are far enough away from that hallway that there, there's no cube. Okay. Okay, well, maybe we can take a break anyway. Well, I think, I, I, I don't know. I mean, how, so sh- how far away is, can we see, like, how long is the hallway? So the silicon <laughs> from, this, this vaguely rings a bell because you have been here before. Not, not like even 20 minutes ago, in fact. Um, <laughs> and... These, the silicon chip man- manufacturing plant on this level, um, the the voice of Benny floats through perhaps Cody's head and, and not George's based on your relative levels of listening. It's constructed like a spiral to maximize space. Um, so it is a series of squares that sort of fold like a, if a spiral was, was a series of squares rather than a circular spiral um, with a long hallway like going along each wall um, and a series of smaller hallways. So you've been running in these down these lengths of like increasingly shorter hallway for some time, um, passing different like of these windows with little stamp things and um, pots of, of smelted metal and, and that sort of stuff. And you're getting back towards the, the elevator bay. Um, that will take you back to the lobby. Um, and you would guess probably that you're you're a couple turns away from from getting back to the elevators that could take you there. Okay. So <clears throat> yeah, I don't I I think we should just slow down, see what's going on. We've been here before. We'll just we just need to find our way back to the group. That's a really good reasoning, George, and I appreciate um, 
I appreciate you collaborating with me on a solution when we're both at um, high emotional states. I thank you. You are such a weirdo. Oh. Okay. Um, uh, Cody takes out his granola bar and just starts eating it. It's very loud and messy. It's like full um, nature valley. No. I am a- I'm actually going to have you roll. Um, I think this would be flight as well, Cody. He <laughs> eats a granola bar. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! What's in the granola bar? What have I done? <laughs> um, suddenly develops a nut allergy. I got a seven. Um, as you are lifting this granola bar towards your mouth, it is jerked out of your hand abruptly, and you see it like move up to a little, a little taller than your face height level. Um, and then you hear the sound of crunching as it starts to to disappear. Who is eating my granola bar right now? Um, Cody says out loud. <laughs> um, and the the person eating your your granola bar um, stops. The crunching stops. It's okay. I didn't say you couldn't. I would just like to know with whom I am sharing my granola bar. Um, And a a pair of eyes flicker back into view. Um, And they are they are definitely George Micah's eyes. And Percy, I am going to assign you the power of invisibility. Hell yeah. For Micah. (laughs) Okay, I see you. I see you. So you can just come out now. Micah. You think it's Micah? It's totally her. I saw her. What do you... Uh, okay, well... Um, Cody is going to stand between George and the eyes and say, Hi, um, is your name Micah? My name is Cody Thompson Lee Garcia Smith, and it's nice to meet you. Um, and And... Micah slowly flickers back into view and holds her hand out to you. Uh. Um, Micah looks at you, George, and hisses. <laughs> Cody hisses too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, what is your problem? And she ignores you entirely and, and will hold out this partially eaten granola bar back to you, Cody, like a little bit apologetic. Um, I take a bite, like without taking it with my hands and then say with a mouthful of granola, you can have the rest. Uh, And and that gets like a little smile and she'll keep eating the granola bar. Um, I, uh, I ask Micah, um, do you know what that thing was back there? Uh, she she gives you a thumbs down. How long have you been here? And she shrugs. Oh, yeah, it was a really long tour. And and she sort of looks at you uncomprehendingly. <laughs> um, how old are you? Uh, and and she holds up a one and a three. Thirty one. She switches them. <laughs> she switches them. <laughs> oh my bad, my bad. Thirteen. 
cool. You're a teenager. And she she seems like slightly amused by that, not in any way. <laughs> were you were you two in the same class? Um, I asked to, to George and Micah both. Mm-hmm. Micah hisses at George again. Okay, so clearly you have a problem with me. Well, and as um I don't know if I can call myself objective or not in this incident, but George, it also seems like you might have a problem with Micah. So maybe we should just take a moment to state what those problems are and then think about continuing to move out of this place that makes scary murder jello cubes. I don't have a problem with anyone. I just want to get out of here because this is all weird and I don't know what's happening. I just, I, I don't know what your problem is. I don't know why you're even here. Micah points past you at the, at the door on the other end of the hallway. The door that we came from or another door? The, the door the opposite way. So there's another door that we were headed yes. towards. Okay. Do you want to go that way, Micah? She just starts walking. I guess we have to follow her. Great. Cody starts following Micah. Cody will hold Micah's hand as long as Micah lets it happen. <laughs> uh, George, she... Go ahead. George is just following from a distance, pretending she's not following. Uh, Micah, Micah allows this. Um, and like you, you go up to this, this door. Um, and she points at you, Cody, and then she points at the door. You want me to open that door? Uh, she nods. Okay. Uh, I guess Cody <laughs> opens the door. George, you are standing behind them. You watch Micah disappear as Cody opens this door. Um, and you were you were looking at your class. You were looking at Hank and Fred and Shiloh and your other classmates back in this this silicon chip hallway. Whoa. Do I notice that Micah is gone? Um, I I think I think you probably would. Like you would you would see her disappear out of your periphery. But I actually see like see her disappear. Disappear. Yes. Uh, but you can still he- feel her holding your hand. Oh. Um, I I walk in just like, hey everybody, we found Micah. Also, we almost died. And Ms. Christofferson is like, I knew that we were missing people in the headcount. <laughs> I also almost died. Whoa. <laughs> um, George is still trying to process. <laughs> And she just sort of saunters in as like, yeah, we just like, we took a little detour. Well, don't wander off like that again. Uh, you can tell Ms. Christofferson probably would like have some kind of consequence for you if she was like your actual teacher and not the eighth grade history teacher and also did not just want to get all of you to lunch. It's like, we are going to go, we're going to have lunch now. This is everybody, this is everybody, right? No one else walked off. And she starts counting again. And it's like, okay, great. This is everybody. We're we're going to have lunch in the Bromcom cafeteria. They have very kindly offered to pay for lunch for you all. So we're going to go do that. 
And, and after that, we have, we have another, uh, career presentation. Um, does that sound, does that sound good? Cody, uh, is still very like clearly like holding his hand out as if it's being held. Um, and George slaps Cody's hand and says, stop it. Ouch. Just stop it. Hey, don't hit my friend. It wasn't that hard. You don't get to decide that, though. Fine, whatever. Be weird. I don't care. Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percival Hornack, and Nicholas Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertel Dean. Our Kids on Bikes game features CJ Linton as the GM, Ella Mock as Cody Thompson Lee Garcia Smith, Percival Hornack as Hank Boswell, Emma Covert as Fred Hudson, and Esther Yumiko as George Prevanathan. Kids on Bikes was written by Jonathan Gilmore and Doug Lewandowski and published by Hunters Entertainment with Renegade Game Studios and Infectious Play Publishing. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DNDramaNerds. Check out cast bios on our website, DungeonsAndDramaNerds.com. And tune in next week for another episode of Dungeons and Drama Nerds.